Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's all stand together. Amen. We're so glad that you're here on this beautiful Sunday morning. My, what a great day the Lord has given to us. And uh, we are looking forward to a wonderful morning, a worship in the Lord. But we're also looking forward to tonight and the next two weeks in revival. I feel like this is the kickoff for it. We're believing God for great things. Is anybody ready to see some wonderful things that the Lord is going to do? Amen. I'm trusting God to do great things. Would you just pray with me? Let's pray over this service. Ask God's blessing to move in a special way and to speak to our hearts today. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you. We're thankful, Lord, for the blessing of God, the mercies of the Lord, your goodness, all that you have done for us. We pray that you would help us this morning. Move in a special way in this place. Let your glory fill this house. Touch each one that is here. We just give you praise for you're a mighty God. And we ask in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Enter into worship with all your heart. Lift up your voice to God.
this morning. Uh, my cousin Elijah, my Terry's boy, uh, he's in California. Over the next three weeks, he will be finishing up a dental surgery. So let's keep him in prayers. Let's keep uh, Sister Lady's family in prayer. Continue to pray for Chad Campbell. Pray for Israel and pray for revival. That's coming. That's coming in this week. God's going to do great things. By a show of hands, is there any other needs? If you'd stand with me. By a show of hands, let's, uh, let's take these needs to the Lord. If you need a special prayer, please come forward. Brother Axon, pray with you. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We bring these needs before you this morning, Jesus. Believing in your mightiness. Lord, lift Elijah up to you, Jesus. Pray for comfort in the island, ladies' family, Jesus. We keep Chad Campbell lifted up to you, Jesus. Believing in your mighty hands. Believing in a miracle in his hands, Jesus. Lord, we pray for Israel, Jesus. We pray for their strength, Jesus. Bible up to you, Jesus. Leave it in your hands, Jesus. Lord, let it bless our community and our homes, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. You are mighty.
You can be seated again. We're going to take your morning offerings. The ushers would come forward. We can get the affirmation. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Upon the authority of your word I have given, and it shall be given to me, pressed down and shaken together and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mails, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received. My whole family saved and walking with God, blessed to walk in health and abundance with divine favor. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. All that I do will prosper in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Lord, we thank you this morning for this chance to give back to you, God. We ask that you bless these offerings and the givers in Jesus' name. Amen.
Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord like we believe in Him this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. As they were singing that, it was a song that, or rather a scripture that come to my mind. And it has to do with, I believe, something that the Lord desires to do for that which he loves. And that's to cover Amen. The Bible says that Jesus stood and said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killed us the prophets and, and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not. I tell you, it's the Lord's desire to cover you. Amen. He used that illustration of a hen and its brood covering them with their wings. I'm telling you, the Lord wants to cover you today. And when you're covered by him, he covers you with his peace. And he covers you with your his protection. And he covers you with uh, whatever it is that you need to be protected from. He's our protector. Uh, he's the one that can help us. Oh, thank God. He's the one that can help us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are so, I believe that it is such a very timely thing right now. God has brought us for this time. Amen. For several months, I have felt like that God is in control. Uh, I, we say that all the time, I know. But I have felt like that the Lord is just leading and directing us to a time and a place. And as um, we begin to see the pieces of the puzzle come together, things that we've prayed about and desired. One of those is revival. I just felt like, Lord, I don't know why, but it's just timely. It's timely. And I tell you, I think there's a stirring going on right now. And the, the people that feel unsafe are going to have a safe place to run to. Amen. They're going to say, who's having revival? Uh, amen. I want to go where there's going to be a place that I can pray, a place where God is moving and doing great things. Amen. And that is right here. I'm just excited about it. But it's not just for us. It's for his kingdom. Amen. We want to be a blessing. And that's why tonight that we have invited other churches and we have some churches that are going to, uh, that are going to join us for the service. And so I encourage you, we start at six, but if you want a good seat, come early. Amen. And I ask you to be kind to our guests, that they know that we welcome them. Amen. Scoot over for them. Make room for them. Let them know that we love having them with us. We're looking forward to uh, Urshan Corral. Uh, and so actually in the middle of the afternoon, they're going to be arriving and they're going to be starting to set up and, and uh, all that's necessary, making sound checks and getting instruments ready and that. 
such, and then they'll be practicing, but they're going to be ready for church. Amen. And we're going to turn it over to them right at the beginning. And so we're going to have a great time tonight. Can you say amen? Would you stand with me for the reading of the word? We just want you to know that we are so glad that you have joined us and uh, you're with us uh, today. We just are excited about everyone that is here. Uh, Before I start, would you just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. Would you do that? Amen. Amen. It's good to have Braxton and Emily back this morning. God bless them. And if you haven't spied her over here in front of the baptistry, Alicia's here this morning. Amen. We're glad she's here. We're glad that all of you are here. Amen to God. Amen. Sheila, good to have you this morning. God bless you. So good to have you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. These flowers are in memory of Marcine Leti. We prayed for a long time, and this week we were we saw the family put her to rest. But uh, these are in memory of her. And uh, Sister Diane, our prayers are for your family. Amen. Amen. Take your Bibles this morning. Turn with me. I want you to go to the book of Matthew, if you would. Matthew chapter 5. And uh, I'm sorry, chapter 1 and verse 5. Chapter 1 and verse 5. Now, you don't always get to hear me read from the genealogies. Amen. Now, that sounds real exciting, doesn't it? Praise God. But uh, I want to preach this morning, and this is where I'm going to start. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 5 and verse 6. And Salmon begat Boaz of Rahab. That's, uh, it says the spelling looks different, but it's Rahab. And Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias. I want you to go to Ruth, the book of Ruth, chapter 4, Ruth chapter 4, and I'm going to read beginning with verse 8. 18. Ruth chapter 4 and verse 18. Now these are the generations of Pharaohs. Pharaohs begat Hezron. Hezron begat Ram, and Ram begat Aminadab. And Aminadab begat Nashon, and Nashon begat Salmon. Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed. And Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. Amen. Um, I'm going to preach to you about somebody that's not even mentioned in this. 
Now, that's really messed up, isn't it? And yet, very involved. Now, the book of Ruth, I love the book of Ruth. I love the story. But I want to preach to you about Ruth's mother-in-law. I want to preach about Naomi. Naomi is the unspoken name that the book of Ruth is much about. Now, Naomi is in there. It's mentioned, but Ruth is the one that gets her name on the book. Ruth is the one that we read about her in the genealogies. But Naomi was very involved. I want to read or preach this morning about Naomi restored. Naomi restored. Would you pray with me and let's ask God's help. Father, speak to our hearts and help us this morning. Help me to say in a few words, God, what needs to be said. And would you talk to our hearts today and we give you praise and we ask in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. God bless you and you may be seated. Praise God. Um, The book of Ruth is... uh, it follows the book of Judges. And this is before there was a king in Israel. They were ruled by judges. And uh, some of the judges uh, have more names of notoriety that you would recognize like, like, uh, like Gideon, like Samson. Names that you would recognize more quickly than others. And when you leave the book of Judges and you enter the book of Ruth, you immediately read, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. So we know we're still in that era of time. And the Bible says that there was a man of uh, Bethlehem, Judah, And uh, there was a famine that arose in that time. And this man took his wife and his two sons. And he goes to the country of Moab. And uh, there he he lives. He lives thinking that I'm going to better my family. It's going to be more easier to get food over here. There's a famine back home. People are struggling, and it's not that way over here, so he goes. And the Bible says his name was Elimelech. Elimelech had a wife. His wife's name was Naomi. And the Bible says that he had two sons, uh, Melon and Chilion. And these uh, all are living there, and uh, one day uh, Elimelech uh, got sick, and Elimelech died. And, and so Naomi is left with her two sons, and the Bible says that they fell in love with some Moabite women, and there they, they married and uh, uh, one of them that we uh, recognize more quickly than the other was Ruth. The other was Orpah. 
So Orpah and Ruth are the daughter-in-laws of Naomi. And wouldn't you know it, if there's not one heartache, there's more that comes to Naomi. They come here in hard times. She loses her husband, and then her two sons die also. And she is just very uh, brokenhearted, and she's just at a loss, and life has come to an end, and it begins to really just enter into her spirit. She just, uh, life is not good. And, and she decides uh, upon hearing that, uh, the news that back home where they had left, that God has been good to them and food has been restored, there's bread in the land, I'm going to go back. And so she begins her journey back, and her two daughter-in-laws are clinging to her. She stops before she leaves, and she says to them, uh, she says, now, now I, I want you to, uh, to stay here. I'm going to return unto the land of Judah. And so I want you to go back to your mother's house, and, and, and the Lord bless you. You have been so kind to me. You've been kind to my sons who were your husbands, but they're dead now. And so you all stay here. Go back. Restart your lives. Uh, be married again. And I'm going to go on. I love you. God bless you. And, uh, and so they's like, uh, no, we, we want to go with you. And, uh, they begin to weep and, and, uh, it was quite an emotional moment. The Bible records here. The Bible says that Orpah decided, okay, goodbye. I love you. And it's been wonderful knowing you. And she turns and leaves. And she says, Naomi says to Ruth, I want you to go. You go too. Go. Orpah is left and I, you, you go on. And the Bible says that uh, uh, as she talked, uh, the scripture tells me that uh, uh, after Orpah left, Ruth began to talk to her. And she said, don't, don't tell me to leave. Uh, don't tell me to return and, and stop following after you. Um, uh, for whither thou goest, I will go. And, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Someone took the words of her and they applied it to a song. And, and that song has been sung in a lot of weddings. Not the modern ones, but the old ones. Because it was sung at our wedding. Whither thou goest, I will go. Whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. And uh, uh, thy people will be my people, you know. And it was, it's a beautiful love statement that she made. Uh, she said, thy people shall be my people and thy God my God. And where thou diest, I will die. And where uh, there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if aught but death part thee and me. And the Bible says... When she saw, when, when Naomi saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. 
Basically, she thought, I'm not going to take up this battle. I've got enough problems on my hand. I am just going to go on. And if you want to come, come on. I've told you. She tells her, she says, look, uh, if uh, she had told them, she says, look, even if you go with me uh, and you want to marry my son again, first of all, I'm too old to be bearing a child again. I'm too old to remarry. I'm too old to go through all of this again. And, and are you going to wait until I give birth and raise up another son? You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. So just remain. But still, Ruth said, I'm going with you. And the Bible says uh, that uh, Naomi gave up uh, uh, the the fight, if you would. And she decided, come on, let's go. And and she goes. And and so uh, she's not real happy. We find that she's got a lot of uh, uh, distress in her life and in her spirit. And and when she came back, uh, the people are looking at this lady. Now, I, I tell you that life can have an effect on you. Life can have a way to try to pull you down. It can even affect your appearance. It can affect you in such a way that it will age you. It will do things to you physically. And it's simply because you've been through some hard times. That's right. And so the Bible says it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them, and they said, is this Naomi? You see, I'm reading the book of Ruth, but I'm reading to you the beginning. It had to do with Naomi. It had to do with Naomi saying, I'm going back home. I've got to get back home. That's where I want to die. That's where I want to be. And Ruth was just saying, I'm clinging to you. I'm not leaving you. I'm going to stay with you. And she said to them, they said, is it this Naomi? She said, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi? Seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me. And so Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. It's when you see, and we're introduced now in chapter 2 of Ruth, we, we are introduced to Naomi's uh, uh, kinsman. They tell that there was a certain kinsman, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. Now the Bible says that Ruth said to Naomi, she said, now we, we find that 
that Ruth is a very uh, uh, efficient and a hard-working uh, uh, lady. And she's not scared to uh, uh, go and work hard if it's necessary. We will survive. It's barley harvest time. She says, let me go to the field. And I'm going to glean some ears of corn. And, and, and this was something that was permissible there for those who were very poor. And they weren't even the hard hands. They could go and they could just pick up after the harvesters that were there. There would be corn that would be left or barley that would be left. And they could pick up and they'd get enough to survive. And so the Bible says that Naomi gave her blessing she said go and she went and she came and she gleaned in the field and she happened the Bible says her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging to Boaz that kindred that one that Naomi was kin to and Boaz came from Bethlehem and, and he greeted his workers and, and he's looking over the reapers and, and he said, who is this lady? And the, the servant that was over them said, well, it's the Moabitish woman that came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, let me glean if you would. And we've let her and she's tarried a little. Uh, she's resting a little bit over at the house. But mostly she's been a hard worker. I mean, he got a good report on her. And, and Boaz said unto, uh, then said Boaz unto Ruth, uh, uh, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, and neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens and uh, he, he said you work here and and uh, I, I'm charging the young men to leave you alone and and I'm charging them to make sure something is left for you and she was gracious and she thanked him and and uh, she said you know you're so kind to a stranger like me and Boaz said it hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother mother-in-law. I've heard how you treat Naomi, and I like that about you. And, and so the Bible proceeds to tell us in the book of Ruth this beautiful story that begins to develop. And the Bible says that uh, Ruth goes back home, and she carries this, this grain, and it's much more than what Naomi was spec expecting, and she's probably talking to uh, Ruth and saying, Ruth, where have you been? Where'd you get this? And she explains who it was. And he, she says, that is the kin I was telling you about. And the Bible says uh, uh, she gleaned it. And uh, uh, it was an amazing day for her. And the Bible says uh, uh, that the scripture tells us uh, uh, that when the next day uh, she goes back, uh, the scripture tells us uh, that... Uh, Boaz uh, is there, and and uh, this, the Bible is a very 
intriguing when you read about this and how that Naomi steps into a place to where she begins to, if you would, coach and teach Naomi, or rather Ruth. Naomi begins to tell her what to do. And this Bible tells us that she went and they had been there at the beginning of the harvest. But when you see, when you see further what happens and how that Ruth is working and now she is, Naomi is telling her what to do and how to get the attention of Boaz. And there is a beautiful love story that begins to come about. And Boaz recognizes this young woman. He recognizes the value of her. He recognizes how true she is. She, he recognizes that this is somebody that I believe would make a good wife. And so, uh, but he couldn't just uh, uh, do this uh, on its own. It had to be that uh, she would be redeemed. And uh, it was a very proper thing and a legal matter that had to be construed. But he said, I can't do it myself. It was a very public proposition that would be carried out. He said, there's somebody else that has to have the first opportunity. And so the opportunity was given to the other nearest of kin. And he found out that there was great responsibility to it, but that she was a Moabite. She was somebody that he didn't really want. And so that opened the door for Boaz to accomplish the purpose and make they, they uh, make the transaction firm. And therefore, Ruth could become the wife of Boaz. Oh, it was now something very interesting. The reason I'm saying this is when you read about Ruth and you read in the book of Ruth, you're reading about this lady and it's all about Ruth and Boaz and it's all about them and their love story and how they come about. But I tell you in behind the scenes, there's somebody else that keeps popping up and it's somebody named Naomi. She is the one that is coaching. She's the one that's saying, now, Ruth, this is what you need to do. And Ruth is doing everything that Naomi tells her to do. Amen. She's leading her down a path that's going to cause Boaz to say, I want this one to be my wife. It reminds me of another story in the scripture, the story of Esther and how that her uh, her uncle, was the one. You see, she was an orphan and she was a Jew. But the scripture tells us that she had an uncle that was able to tell her exactly what to do. And it caught, they ended up catching the attention of the king himself. And he says, I want her to be my queen. Amen. Thank God there was an uncle that loved her enough and raised her as his own daughter and Esther was one that was able to obey and to follow the wisdom of such. Ruth, what are you doing? You don't even belong here. You're a Moabitish. 
You see, the, the, what's interesting about this is when you uh, say she was a Moabite, what was there about the Moabites? Where did they come from? You say they were some of Abraham's children, but wait just a minute. You've got to go back and you find that it was his nephew. His nephew's name was Lot. You remember Abraham and Lot, they traveled together until they had to separate their ways. And then Lot pitched his tent toward toward Sodom. And Sodom is destroyed. And Lot escaped only with his two daughters. Lot just about lost his mind when you realize how terrible a life that he had, a low he had sunk into. And he goes up in the mountains, him and his two daughters. And they're living, if you would, in the caves. They, it's just a, it's a terrible existence. And the Bible says that these daughters of, of a lot, uh, they say uh, to each other, they say, you know, we're up here in these mountains alone and, and uh, there's no way that we're even going to have have a family. And, and so I think what we ought to do uh, is we're going to uh, uh, intoxicate our father and, and we'll just lay with our father and, and we'll become with child by him. Oh, it was a terrible incestuous uh, relationship that ensued. Uh, it was really not a relationship. It was more of just a time uh, that took place. And uh, there was a child that was born to one of them and they named him Moab. Moab and his descendants become the Moabites. The Moabites eventually there was one that was named Ruth. You understand that this was not something that they looked fondly upon. Even in the Bible days they carried grudges and they carried attitudes for generations and hundreds of years they would carry it. You remember even when Jesus was here and you read in the gospels the Bible tells us that one day Jesus said I must needs go through Samaria you realize that the Samaritans was a people that they did not really like this was a a mixed breed of people this was something that they were very prejudiced toward but Jesus said I've come to build a bridge across the gap I've come to reach everyone. He came to die for everyone. Amen. And somehow he was going to reach a lady at the well that day, a Samaritan woman that had a lot of issues in her life, but he loved her enough to send the disciples to get food while he ministered to this Samaritan woman. You understand now something about this Moabite woman whose name was Ruth. But now Boaz takes her. He says, I've redeemed you. He was, she was married to Naomi's son. That was her daughter-in-law, but the son has died. It has freed her to marry. And that's why when you read in the scripture what the Bible says became of this relationship, 
there was a child that was born. A son was born. And you know what they said when they looked? They said, look, Naomi has had a son. Naomi has a son again. When you look at her, that which she had not expected to do. The Bible uses the word nurse. Amen. It wasn't as a mother would nurse a child, but it was her place to where she could be the nanny, if you would. She found somebody she could love. I see a picture in my mind as I read the scripture of Naomi embracing that child. Embracing that child. Amen. Why? They said call him Obed. Call him Obed. You don't know what's in the future of Obed. Amen. Naomi, you came back. You brought somebody that you thought nobody would want her, but somebody did want her. You brought yourself back broken without hope. You thought it was the end, but the Lord said, it's not over till I say it's over. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to do something for you. And Obed now is born. The Bible says that Obed, he grew up and he had a son and his name was Jesse. But oh, there's one more to come. The Bible says, and Jesse begat David, David is known as the one that Jesus was referred to, amen, as the son of David. Now, when I come to the book of Matthew, there's something interesting in the genealogies when you read it, that every once in a while, it gives you just a glimpse of something. There must be a reason why. It's that way. And it's in the book of Matthew that I read to you. I read to you, and if I read before this, you would find that the different scriptures that says, and, you know, uh, uh, the different names, and they beget so-and-so, and they beget so-and-so, and they beget so-and-so. But when you read in the book of Matthew, the Bible says, as salmon begat Boaz of Rahab. And Boaz begat Obed of Ruth. (laughs) As a matter of fact, it goes on, skips a few, and it comes to David. And David begat Solomon of her who was the wife of Uriah. It lets us know who the mother was. Why? Because it was a unique situation. It was a situation that anybody else would say, "Uh uh-uh, nope, that's it, I'm through, I'm done. I'm telling you, I may be talking to somebody today that is of the persuasion that there's somebody you have cut off in your life because you felt like they crossed the line and I'll never, I'll never allow them back into my life again. I'll never Now, I'm not saying, I'm not speaking of abuse. I'm not speaking of harm to you physically. I'm just talking about uh, 
as the scripture shows us here, somebody that maybe made a bad choice one day. Maybe somebody made a choice for something that was not the way you thought it ought to be. Amen. But here's what the scripture says. Bible says, Salmon begat Boaz of, of Rahab. Rahab, who are you? Rahab was a harlot. A harlot whom the Lord allowed to be used in the in the Israel coming into the promised land. Amen. And the Bible lets us know that Boaz begat Obed of Ruth. Ruth, who are you? That's the Moabite woman. The Moabite woman. And Obed begat Jesse. That's right. You see, it was the father that carries that line in the genealogy. That's why you can go on and when you reach to the end, it talks about something. It says, it says that uh, uh, Joseph, who was married to Mary, amen. Now, you know that Mary begat Jesus. That's right. But Joseph is not the father of Jesus. That's right. But his wife was Mary. His wife was Mary, and this was that genealogy that followed through to to the place to where finally it said, and that was Mary's husband. That's right. And so that relationship, that that place to where it was a husband and wife, it saw the connection. I'm talking to somebody this morning. I'm talking to this church this morning. Amen. The importance it is when we recognize that there is an importance for us to see that God is not always through. He's not through when we think he's through. It's not because you've been through hard times and you may have been through the worst, but I'm telling you, God is bigger than your problem and he's bigger than your situation. He's bigger than whatever it is you have faced. I've come to preach hope to somebody this morning. I've come to try to help somebody this morning. You maybe walked into this house feeling like I felt like it was over. It was over a long time ago, but here I am. I've just come back just because I I, I feel like I'm at the end and there's nothing else to do. But here this morning, you might hear just what you need to hear. Amen. You might just find out something you need to find out. And that is that God is still on the throne and God's not through with you. And he's not through with whoever it is that reached that place like Naomi. Naomi, there wouldn't be a Ruth without a Naomi. There wouldn't be an Obed without a Naomi. There wouldn't be a Jesse. And there may not be a David without a Naomi, someone that had been so down on herself because she had lost so much. I've lost too much. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's through. Music, please come. I, uh, <clears throat> I like to think of the scripture and how that the Bible lets me know that the uh, Apostle Paul, now before he was known as the Apostle, he was Saul of Tarsus. 
who persecuted the church. As a matter of fact, due to that persecution that he was a very much ahead of, due to the persecution against the church, the church scattered. They became displaced from their homes. There was much violence against them. As a matter of fact, there was death involved. Some people lost their lives. They were stoned. Some people were put in jail. Some were beaten and maybe left for dead and survived but crippled. Who knows? Who knows the situation? They went as far as Antioch. Barnabas is the pastor. And they're just having church and living. And I imagine there was people in the church that felt like this is not the way it was supposed to turn out. We lived in such and such place. Had a beautiful home. We had everything we wanted. And then came this persecution against us. I lost my husband. I lost my sons. And we fled for our life. We're living. It's a meager existence. But at least I've got Jesus. But as far as I'm concerned, I wish I could just go on. You ever feel that way? I just wish I could go on. I've lost so much. I feel like it's over for me here. And lo and behold, why would the Lord do that? Lay it on Barnabas' heart. Go find Saul. His name is now called Paul. Go find Paul and have him come preach. Ah, now you didn't get on the phone. You had to go find him. You had to go locate him. He had to do a little foot travel. He had to do some door knocking and asking and saying, did anybody know where Paul is? Where's Paul? Where's Paul? And when he found him, he said, Paul, I want you to come. God spoke to my heart. I want you to come preach. And so Paul came. And they're worshiping God that morning. They're praising God. Can you get the picture? They're having church. Barnabas got up. He said, folks, I'm so glad you're here today. We have a guest speaker. I want him to come now. Would Brother Paul, come on out here. I want you to take the pulpit and just preach. Can you imagine what went across the minds of those people that were sitting there? That's the man that killed my husband. That's the man that ended my life. He's the man that stole so much from me. The Bible says they were called Christians first at Antioch. That's right. It was that church. You know why? I believe it's because the people that knew that that's who that was. And the outsiders, I don't believe they were calling themselves Christian. I believe they looked and saw. The outsiders saw it. They said, these people remind me of Jesus because he forgave everything. They were not holding it against him. 
It wasn't over. This was the beginning of a greater revival than they'd ever known. And it was from Antioch that Paul and Barnabas was sent into missions work. Woo, the beginning of missionaries started right there. I'm telling you, that's apostolic. That is Pentecostal. That, my friend, is real Christianity. Following what Jesus would have us to do. I'm talking to us this morning. You may feel like, I've lost everything. And the Lord says, oh, no, you haven't. I'm getting ready to do something brand new in your life. That's the hope that we have in Jesus. That's the hope we have in him. I wonder if you just bow your heads and close your eyes. Let's pray together. Jesus, now, Lord, we've come for this service today. And I believe, God, that you have spoken to our hearts about Naomi. And you've talked to us about Ruth. And you've talked to us, Lord, about these special needs that may be in people's lives. I'm praying that you would just help us, Lord, to receive of you what you want us to have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, I appreciate God's presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your help today. I wonder if you just make your way to the front with me. We love to close with prayer in the front. I wonder if you'd come. Amen. You're not joining the church. That's nothing like that. What we're doing is coming together to pray. I want you to bring your needs, whatever it is. Whatever God has talked to you about, I want if you'd come and just bring that to the Lord this morning. Amen to God. We thank God for what he has already done in our hearts, but we want everything God has for us. Do you feel that way this morning? Do you want everything God has for you? Amen. Would you just lift your hand to the Lord and let's tell him how much we want him. Jesus, we want everything you've got for us. I'm praying for people this morning that may have experienced Lord loss and their lives. In various ways, they may feel like Naomi this morning. Call me Mara because it's bitter. I went away full, but I've come back empty. I've lost everything. There's nothing I have to bring back but this empty shell of a person. But oh, Lord, you were not through with her. You was going to put her in a place where you would direct another generation. There was another blessing that was going to come out of her Lord was going to come through that direction a David that would be born someday but oh Lord it had to start Lord with her recognizing this is the place that you have for her this is the place that you're going to do some great things this is a time it's a day for great tidings and good things Father we thank you for it in Jesus name Hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder if you just worship the Lord and thank him for it by faith. Thank him by faith this morning. Thank him by faith. Thank him by faith. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We thank you by faith, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we appreciate you so much. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Praise God. How great is our God. What a wonderful God we serve. Hallelujah. I so appreciate the presence of the Lord I felt this morning. And I'm so grateful that you have been here with us. Amen. To worship the Lord and to lift him up. Hallelujah. Do you love him with all your heart? Praise God. We're going to come back tonight. It's going to be a great service. And we're looking so forward to it. And uh, uh, if you can help in any way, there's going to be some things that have to be done in preparation. And if you're available, you can just let me know and I can help direct you towards something or if we don't need you we can let you know the same God bless you amen would you turn to your neighbor and just thank him again for being here and you're dismissed in Jesus name God bless you